0: Coming up on Telling the Odds, we unpack the very first special look at Star Wars Visions and we review Episodes 9 and 10 of Star Wars The Bad Batch. What time is it through for you? It is time for Telling the Odds.
1: Telling the Odds. We're very excited to get into this episode because we've got an interesting look at a new Star Wars show that's happening, as well as, uh, yeah, well, we've already talked about what's happening, but, like, lots to go talk about, so I- I'm already
0: raring to go, Jack. The theme of today's show is Star Wars Shows. One is a trailer, one is two episodes worth yeah. of a show, but, um, yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, yeah. ha- how's your week been, Michael? Oh, good, yeah, good.
1: Um, Yeah, not too much going on. Uh, I saw this during the week, and I was in middle of immediately like, hey, Jack, have you seen this new trailer, which is pretty exciting, but... Otherwise, yeah, yeah, I haven't been too focused on Star Wars, but I mean, every Friday when a bad batch uh, episode drops, it's always it's always good fun. I mean, yeah. aside from that, I've been watching Loki, which has been fun. But, Loki uh, is that's, Loki
0: that's is fun. a fan, is, is is I'm really loving Loki over on the MCU side of our uh, very good. MCU side of the street. Yeah, um, yeah. I did something kind of fun this week. Oh, yeah. uh, I went and saw uh, a live performance of a bunch of different music uh, um, movie soundtracks. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, one of which was a lot of themes from Star Wars. Oh yeah, uh, which yeah. Ones? Uh, the Cantina Band, yes. uh, The Imperial March mm-hmm. and the uh, Han and layers theme uh, all by by a string quartet um, which was very 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 fun and it was I'd never seen any of those um, scores be performed live before and it was such such a beautiful, beautiful experience. I hope we get to see it again at one point. That's um, really cool, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we've got actual Star Wars news related stuff to get uh, yeah, to we get ready. into right now.
1: I guess, yeah, with the news is that is that, I mean, I assume, with the news is just that the... Oh, yes. No, sorry, no, no, news. Uh, more of a trailer. I mean, it's, it's news during the week. It was big, big news when a, a discussion was happening. Yes. So uh, I guess let's jump right into
0: it. Star Wars Visions, everyone. Star Wars Visions, we have a first, uh, you know, trailer, first look, how a featurette, however you'd like mm. to look at this uh, video that was released by Star Wars, yeah. and it gave you uh, basically a rundown of uh, you know a very broad scope uh you know baseline description of which of um you know what all the episodes are going to contain um I am loving what we're seeing.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm so excited. Uh, just one
0: question. Was this one of
1: the shows that was, like, announced in the list of names? That it was. It yeah, because I remember, like, I recognized the name, but I feel like when we talked about it, we didn't necessarily know what it was going to be about. It was one of the ones we were kind of vague on about what we thought it would be, kind we, of be, like Je- Jedi-based. Yeah, because all
0: they gave us about it was that, that it was going to be a collection of short... Films, yeah, uh, based on the you know the animation style of a bunch of different genres.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, and so when I saw this trailer, I'm like super excited for this because yeah, as we were talking about earlier with the Loki side, with the Marvel side, I am also a massive weeaboo, so I do watch a lot of anime. So. We have a massive
0: <laughs> anime fan uh, on the mic today, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen, uh, I've, i mean, like I'm not nearly as versed in it mm. as you are, but some of the Studio Ghibli films I absolutely yeah, adore. Um, but your, ex- your, 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 your um knowledge. Of anime is definitely more diverse than mine. Yeah. I got to say, I was, you know, excited. You know, to Star Wars show, I'll take them as they come. I was excited mm. either way, but I really, really got pumped for this show now that I've seen this trailer because mm. uh, it just showed so much of, of of what we're going to get, and the fact that they are really broadening their horizons as far as the people they're getting involved in Star Wars projects, yeah. which is which is which is key, especially after you know the, now that they're moving mm. into more um, a variety
1: of voices, always good,
0: a variety of different uh, voices and shows rather than the you know the the. Mm. The saga films yeah, that, that that obviously they're done now. Um, so that's definitely good. And so from that,
1: I'm like super excited because the collaboration of what I love, of anime, and of, of Star Wars into a, like one product is super exciting. And not only that, but like some of the names because they've got like a bunch of different anime studios to work on these episodes. Yeah. And some of these names. Oh, well, let's like, yeah, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll let's go unpack We'll run them. down episode by episode of what they announced. But I'm like, I've I've seen some of the shows, and I think Jack, I think you're in, you're in for a treat when you watch them because some of the I anim- would um, I'd like to think so. anime is one of the last bastions of like 2D animation and especially like a number of them are some of beautiful animation. Can I honestly say
0: that I am sort of like, you know, um, not not sad but sort of just like it's it's a it's a uh, fan base that I really wish I was a part of because it's so loved by so many different people and I right. know how talented the people are who make them Yeah. but uh anyway um so the first confirmed episode we have is called the Elder uh by Trigger this is yes. the you know the the Which animation is... company Trigger uh,
1: cuz Trigger is the is the studio I'm most excited for by far out of all of these because I, I've seen a number of their works that they've done and uh, they've done uh, Kill the Kill which I really like. They've done um, be, uh, B.E.M. I think the, the Animals one on Netflix but their animation is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like their fl- like the flowing of like the, some of their shots, their um, the colour work they have and like as shown through I think they're also doing another one that the twins. Yes. Yes. We'll, yes, we'll designed, get to that shortly But the elder and the twins those two look beautiful because trigger I'm so I'm super excited about them So that is definitely up there at the top I think the story that they were showing is like they're like fighting like a, an older man Yes, well like, that's a, a, that's a that, that awesome is only sort. a
0: very quick snippet of yeah. the animation that we got and we got some um, y- There was uh, some development of concepts and concept mm. art for the actual characters themselves So you do get a close-up of what this you know quote-unquote elder is going to look like. Yeah, he looks really cool, It looks awesome, and the animation itself looks beautiful. I noticed that there's a, you know, this very quick snippet of animation that you get for what I'm assuming is the Elder episode, because again, there's this old man in the shot. Uh, The lightsabers, Mm. they do look like Akiru samurai swords, which is yeah, really, put, really, really fascinating. It's,
1: um, it's kind of something I'm th- th- think of. It's kind of similar to the dark saber in a way, where it's like shaped, kind of like a blade. It, it, yeah, it looks very much like the dark saber. To, it's actually yeah, blade shaped, as opposed to like um like the r- cylindrical type ones we have. I mean, yeah. there are different like lightsaber designs in like certain ways. Of course, dark Saber's different. In Rebels, they kind of made them look like thin, kind of like fencing, kind of like which. Is yeah, like I mean, Rebels is trying to do its own
0: thing as yeah. far as lightsaber combat goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but, like, and they're different designs. So, I'm interested in the direction that that would take it, and if, if, like, if there's any studio that I trust to, to like, it, like, Story Eyes, it could, like, hit and miss, but, like, i assume sure it will still be interesting, but... Animation and how it will look. This show is going to be beautiful, and so that one I'm definitely excited for. Right? Awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I trust that you trust them. <laughs> lo- 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 look at I'll look yeah. at look at that way. All right, what's okay. the next episode? Uh, the next confirmed episode is called "The Village Bride" by Kinema Citrus. Kinema Citrus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So "The Village Bride." Um, it didn't. I don't think we got a whole lot of mm. just based on the you know the quick animation shots that we got. Mm. It didn't look like we got a whole lot for this one, but. Um, no. I mean, I mean, I'm, can you say anything about Kinema Citrus? So they've done a number of shows. I haven't been too familiar with. But pretty
1: clearly, pretty clearly, critically acclaimed like shows. So yep. like, I'm in good hands for that. Um, as opposed to like what the episode's about, The Village Bride. Know, could be interesting could like that's the thing I, I feel like a lot of them have been kind of showing like or like showing towards like force users or like lightsaber combat but it'd be interesting to like take some of like interesting other directions and like show like this village like the village bride what could that possibly be like exactly
0: well I'm just interested to see yeah. how they're actually using uh you know direct stories and you know mythology from mm. uh, Japan Japanese mythology yeah well they to mention, inform how they write these stories they because,
1: mention like that they wanted to have like Japanese um, mountains in them and, and in the background or exactly like that. like, well that's another thing we should we, that's
0: another yeah. thing we should talk about very early on in this special look they they really emphasize that not only are they getting really anima- uh, creative animators to do this job yeah. but the animators in question are massive star wars fans yeah, and and you know they they interview them directly and they yeah. obviously speak Japanese and um, they talk about the fact that they never thought like an opportunity like this would come along They're such yeah. massive fans of anime and they make them but they're also massive Star Wars fans and they never thought that those two worlds would converge so yeah, it, it must be a dream come true for them I think
1: in the in like the number of like times that uh, that Star Wars is like experimented by considering like a la- giving their property out to like other studios or or people that do different work I think this is definitely one of the more interesting ones because you've got like the time that they gave it to the the creator of Samurai Jack when the uh, 2000s Clone Wars that it's fun I thought that was good that's a good point then you've got the time that they were giving them to the people who made Robot Chicken and then we have the (laughs) results of Star Wars Wars Robot Robot Chicken detour which was never released and good that it wasn't (laughs) Because you can look up videos of that if you want, and it's terrifying.
0: A robot chicken is its own monster. is yeah. is, is its own animal uh, <laughs> in in general. Like it's there's something to be loved about it, but yeah. also you know. Uh, um. So in this sense, I'm I I am glad that that they're
1: continuing like give like. Giving the IP to some other interesting studios to like, or like, or like production companies to like do experiments, and hopefully this will be a success because I'm looking very much forward to this. But what's the next episode?
0: The next episode has a very interesting uh, title, Mm. and it's probably the one that has, you know, it's it's probably the one that is the most Star Mm Warsy, I'd say, because it's something that we actually know. It's called it's called it's called Tatooine Rhapsody. Tatooine. Tatooine Rhapsody by Studio Colorado. Do you um, are you familiar with any of their work?
1: Uh, so this is, yeah, this is one of the two, I think, that I've never seen any of the ones they've done. But right. like, yeah, um, again, like, so they've done, they've done, uh, is there, I think it's the cat one that I, there's on Netflix, I haven't seen. But like, yeah, um, the, the title definitely the sounds pretty, interesting. The title's pretty cool. Maybe a little bit less interesting. We have seeing another story set on Tatooine, but I guess this is unique enough that it's like yeah. they could pretty much do whatever they want in this sense Exactly. And like it, hopefully, we won't be trading ground again. Hopefully, it won't just be oh yeah, they they meet some Jawas and then they fight some sand yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, Tatooine different...
0: is quite literally where Star Wars was born. Yeah. So, uh, you and know, that's where
1: Star Wars dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, hey, I...
0: the last shot of Rise of Skywalker is on Tatooine. Oh, God, you're right.
1: <laughs> that was a joke but it was actually real it's
0: actually real um, <laughs> Star Wars died on Tatooine oh, no. at least the saga films did uh, well
1: I mean some would say that like that there was a uh, the, 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 the yeah you know, this is we're not going into, we're Rise, not going of into Rise of Skywalker right but not, yeah the, the, title, the title alone of, of Tatooine Rats is like ooh it's so tickling it's like ooh what's this gonna be it's exciting so I know exciting. it is very exciting so that, that's fun yeah. okay yeah. what's the next one next up,
0: next up the next one is called Lap and Ocho by mm. Gino Studio Gino Studio uh, before we we get into what it could, it could you know the, what the episode could possibly be about um, do you know any interesting tidbits about Gino studio so they've done
1: Golden Camelie, which is quite like a well known like kind of niche kind of fun one so uh, what's the episode called
0: Gino and uh, sorry hang on one sec uh, L- Lop and Ocho yeah okay oh I, th- I think that was the one with was that the one with the uh, the bunny person like the I, it might be yeah uh, like
1: so there was kind of like a rabbit like looking person on the on one of them I think that might have been this episode so yeah, yeah interesting character design like that's kind of a staple in like anime things of like uh, of uh, of like bunny girl like a rabbit like kind of It kind of looked thing. like yeah it was
0: like a mix between a bunny and like Pikachu it was like yeah, yeah. so
1: it's kind of like fun like that it and, looked interesting and it's like yeah interesting like taking this kind of i like the idea of like using the anime Inspired like character designs and just putting them in the Star Wars world. Like there's later on we're going to talk about like a protocol. Or, or we, there's like, one about a well, droid, that's the next one. which kind yeah. of looks kind of like humanish and cartoony, but we think is a protocol droid based on some of the details. And it's like very much in a style of like 60s, 70s anime, like kids' animes looking, which looks really yeah. interesting. And so I like that idea of bringing those kind of styles into these, tell all these stories. But it's fun, like uh, getting another rabbit-based species in Star Wars. Because do you know the other rabbit-based species we have in Star Wars?
0: Uh, is that the loaf cat? No, I mean, no. so sentient. Close? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. So no. Han
1: Solo, in the Marvel comic series set of before... You,
0: of, of course you know this. Before
1: uh, the uh, like original Expanded Universe or whatever, yeah. had a partner who was a green rabbit... Uh, hang on. Of course he did. Green Why wouldn't he? Uh, His name was Jackson, and he was a green rabbit. Uh, oh my <laughs> alien, god, I have chills. He's kind of a meme in like the old canon, and I think he was brought back for a Star Wars comic cameo, like for just a second. Which is what hilarious. are the
0: odds that John Favreau and Dave Filoni bring him back for Mandalorian season three? Because they, because <sighs> they'll they'll just they'll do anything, and they have no shame in doing it either. So yeah,
1: I don't I don't know about that because
0: I know he I think he is canon now. He was
1: in a comic book. For, like, oh, a I bit. so hope. He, we see him it was hilarious so yes we've got we've got rabbit people back I mean I, probably different species because um, this rabbit girl's not green
0: but, but a rabbit person in Star Wars oh yes but
1: uh, and I don't think this is canon but like no, it's, it's kind we'll, of just get in, we'll yeah, get into, into that. that we'll get into that shortly all right, I, I, am,
0: I am loving the fact that we are getting varying animation styles for all these episodes oh, definitely. because a, well, if, it, if, it, if it was all the not mm. that it would be bad if it was all the same because yeah, all yeah. these animation styles are beautiful mm. but just getting all these varying kinds so that you can not only give us some variety but to please all of anime fans like yeah. you Michael. Well that's
1: the thing anime is not a style of animation. It's just it's just the Japanese word for animation. Yes. And like colloquially it's used for like a term of like animation made in Japan. Yeah. But like it's a such a broad range of things. Like you've got some which are kind of more like chibi or like smaller and like cutesy style. Then you've got some which are kind of like much more realistic and then you've got some which are really stylized which and like and like sharp lines and sharp colours like trigger my favourite. Yep. And so yeah so like it's such a broad range and that, I think we'll definitely come
0: across in this ep- in this TV show. Yeah. I'm not surprised you love Trigger so much because again, I'm d- I don't I'm not vastly aware of the studios, but based on what I saw in the video, uh Trigger seemed to be giving what I thought to be the Coolest kind of animation. Mm, like I loved the look of that animation with the yeah, elder and the well-known fella and the, like that, and the twins, which we'll get into soon. Yeah. Uh, but the next one is To Be One by Science Saru. Now, um, yes, this is the one we were talking about. From what we can see in the concept art and the development of concepts for the actual look of the character, uh, it looks to be like a very early version of a of a, or not early, or just a a um uh you know uh, uh, like a protocol exactly uh, the, uh, It has like the cylindrical an alternate look part. for a protocol droid yeah. because it has that you know cylindrical disk thing, thing that 3po has I think and it that is, that gap between yeah, the torso yeah. and the legs i think it is just a chibi
1: version of like a protocol droid yeah. for like the style um, I don't know if we saw any other characters that were in this show, but I assume they'll have kind of similar-looking, uh, like, styles and, and, like, chibified, like, smaller, shrunken-down and more, yeah. like, cuter faces. The one doing this, Science Sorrow, is probably my second favourite studio doing this. Uh-huh. They did Devilman Crybaby and um, ping-pong mm-hmm. animation, which yep. are very different animated styles to this, but, like, they are well-known for, like, having a really unique style of animation. Like yeah. So that some oftentimes they're, like... Detail is not too much, but their animation is really fluid and yep. like really creative in some of the ways they move. And so I, I again trust that that studio will do a really
0: interesting looking um, show alongside it. So so that'll be really cool. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited for it because the uh, the animation looks beautiful and based on what you've told me about Science Saru, it, it seems to be a a, a promising episode. The next one is again something that is more based on something that we might know of because yes. it's probably the most Star Warsy title other than Tatooine Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. But this 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 one's called The Ninth Jedi, uh, which is a very cool title by Production IG. Yes, um, okay, that's, this is a really, okay. production IG let's listen to Michael Go made off.
1: Attack on Titan, season one to three, I think, which is some of the best animated anime of all time. There are some, like, shots where they're, like, flowing through streets and, like, zooming through the air that are just, like, beautifully animated. Wow. So if they have any of, like, the effort that they put into that, into this show, it's going to look amazing, like, in terms of, like, action scenes. That's one thing that, like, anime is really known for is fight scenes and, like, action scenes yep. have so much intensity and so much, like, m- momentum to them. So, if that can, like, be brought across to, like, this show about the ninth Jedi, especially if it's, like, if you're going to have, like, massive Jedi fights or, like, lightsaber fights. Right. Like, similar in, like, kind of how over the top they are in, like, maybe the 2003 one or so Mm. with some of those fights, but, like... As far as
0: the fluidity
1: of the animation? Yeah, but, like, in that, but, like, scale it up to, like to 11
0: and give it a lucasfilm budget
1: yes yeah Yeah. that that would be that would be really cool so um definitely production ig are one of the biggest names in like anime uh in the business so the one they're doing ninth jedi sounds really exciting and a
0: ninth jedi that that, that's that sounds pretty cool like obviously anything we don't have any context but it sounds like that could possibly mean that they're going back to very early days jedi and like the ninth, quite literally the ninth jedi (laughs) yeah that's something in terms of like
1: Star Wars, it's a very broad, like, world. You could have stories about, like, Jedi, about Empire, about, like, bounty hunters, about clones, like, all these broad range of things. If there's anything I would want, like, anime stories to be told about, it's probably Jedi. Like, they would be... Like, they're pretty much based on samurai. Like, they're a mix of samurai and wizards, basically. Yeah. And so, if there's anything which translates well to, like, the style of, like, anime fight and animation, it's probably the Jedi. So, yeah. I'm definitely
0: excited for lots of stories about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, next is, again, from Trigger. So, you can mm. you can get excited for this one, Michael. And, you know, everyone else, of yeah. course. Uh, the Twins. So, The
1: Elder, I think the other one they have is kind of more uh, like a... Realistic, kind of looking, more sketch-based one. Yep. This one, if we, the brief snippets we've shown, is one hundred percent their style. Like with the overlapping colors, like the very thin lines but sharp. I, I
0: saw one where there was like a bunch of stormtroopers standing yeah. behind like a, a darkly cloaked person. Yeah, uh, you know, um, it looked awesome. So this one looks beautiful.
1: This one is like where the colors and the way it looks is what I'm really excited for. And the story itself, I think the idea about it, these two twins—one turns to the dark side, one's on the light—it's yeah. like an interesting story that. Uh, I, get, I don't think we've we've like, we've had twins with Luke and Leia, but none one of neither of them have like ever yeah. gone against each and, and, and other. And, and we've so got really and we've
0: gotten you know thematic. Yeah, thematic uh, like, like, like
1: brother and sister, or brother and, and, and brother, brother and
0: yeah. Dyad in the Force as <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, you know. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so but yeah, it, it, can,
0: can I then. be honest? That shot kind of reminded me of uh, that shot in the uh, <laughs> oh, Star Destroyer's hangout with yeah. Kylo Ren and Rey, with yeah. all the stormtroopers standing behind him. And that's why sort of the dyad sort of popped into my head when I saw this concept art for the twins. But um, anyway, continuing. So, like, definitely, I think out of the ones we've
1: seen, this is probably the one I'm most anticipated for because the animation looks great. I'm really happy with the studio. It's going to be, and the idea itself is like really interesting. So, I yeah. think this one is the one I'm most looking forward to. Yep. But, um, and yeah, and uh,
0: another simple title for the one that comes after it by Kamikaze Duga uh, is called Duga. The Jewel. Yes. Uh, now, Kamikaze Duga, is there? A, have you seen any
1: of their anime? I have indeed. So they are. They produced. I don't know if they anime, but they worked on JoJo, which is a hilarious and bombastic anime, which is one <laughs> of my favorite of all time. Um, so yeah, so if they bombad anime, <laughs> but bom- bombastic, but like bombad, bombad. Let's know. Uh, yeah, so in that sense, are uh, very much looking forward to this one because yeah, they've they have done some really good work. Uh, JoJo is one of the most like one of the most fan-favourite anime like of all time. So they've they've done some good work, so it should be exciting for this.
0: And the last one, uh, it makes sense that... What was the title of that one?
1: uh, The Jewel. The Jewel. Yeah, that could be about anything.
0: It makes sense that you love them so much because Trigger and Science Saru are the only ones who are doing two each. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, Science Saru is doing the last confirmed episode known as Akakiri yes um I, I'm probably I'm probably mispronouncing it but uh that might have been the rabbit one actually do you I'm, know what it sure. is exude ignorance, but is Akaka- akakiri anything you know does it sound anything like it a Japanese like a name
1: word? it just sounds like an uh, it sounds like a Japanese name
0: to me yeah um, uh, again like- no real inference but Sainsaru's is doing it so we're excited yeah,
1: so yeah definitely I mean that's the thing that probably is more likely looking like the animation style that I'm familiar with yeah, I'm really that-
0: excited for it though there was a shot um, there that, was like there was like a quick concept thing where they showed um, what looked to be an X-Wing sort of like down yeah. downed in a desert with like this beautiful pale pink sky in that's the background true. like it just looks gorgeous. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, that's true
1: um, So yeah, in, in terms of science sorrow again like really trust their animation stuff if, Especially if like the first one's kind of going for more chibi if this one kind of goes for what they're more well known for with their kind of similar like kind of flat looking things But very fluent animation. That would be really exciting. But, yeah. Yeah, so like again like this show is, like, I'm so excited for it, like, out of nowhere, like, out of the list of, like... It's the really shows come out of nowhere. It's yeah. really
0: it's really skyrocketed exactly. to the top.
1: Exactly. Out of the shows that were, like, coming in the future, because there's, like, actually a number of them coming pretty soon, um, and, like, the ones we most anticipated for. I don't know, Visions, because we, like, we didn't hear too much about it, but it was, like, kind of, like, I just wasn't one I was considering as, like, something I'm most excited for. Yeah. But this is really shot high to the top. It like, has. Like-, like And it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, so, in September this yeah, year. So you I'm know. really looking forward to when it comes out. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I feel we'll do the same thing when we actually get, you know, actual footage and trailers mm. for yeah, these yeah. shows because the reason we haven't really been excited for them is because we quite literally have nothing to go yeah, off of. Yeah, just
1: kind of talking about them and introducing the show and talking about the studios behind them, which is all we can really go off at this point. But, I mean, that alone is enough to hype us already.
0: Exactly, yeah. Uh, now, there's been some, like, odd controversy yeah, regarding the show in, in regards to the fact that these won't be considered canon. Like, it's...
1: I don't think it's, the, out, it's outright been confirmed, but the idea being that these are like visions of these studios and directors as told through a Star Wars lens, and like a number of the stories that they've talked about are very clearly not like canon to the world. Yeah. And basically, some people online are kind of upset about that, like there's this idea being like, well, does the, if the show doesn't count, why do I want to watch it? And it's like, I just personally think that's just such a bad mentality to it look at is. Star Wars th- with.
0: Th- this, is, this is my way of thinking yeah. about it, which is, who the hell cares? Yeah, it's
1: like... <laughs> I get the idea that, that continuity can be, like, important and can be really interesting. Like, we're going to be talking about later with we'll the get Bad into, We'll get into that. Uh, there are times when you don't pay attention to continuity and it can make stories less interesting or kind of take you out of the story or things like that. But something like this, which is its own self-contained show, its own, like, um, like yeah, brand new experience in, with this Star Wars world, and they get to tell these really interesting stories and they're not held back by what fits in the universe or what's already been told or things that can or cannot be done... Like the fact that it's not canon probably excites me more than if it had to like fit yeah. to the strict. Because that's I feel like there's been a little bit of a problem in how they've been telling new stories in the Star Wars canon. And and well, originally they were sitting sitting to it really strictly and making sure that everything fit in with each other. Yeah. You kind of restricting some of the stories that they could tell. So the fact that this isn't this can go anywhere, anything at once in the Star Wars universe, whatever the studios want to do. Like that excites me more than like shows that like oh this doesn't count. I don't care about watching it. No, this is like. I don't want I have I. used to fall in that mentality but now I'm like I don't watch a show because it's like oh I watch the show and it will mean I get to understand what happened in the Star Wars universe more nothing happened in the Star Wars universe it's all a story regardless
0: yeah. I watch a show because I want to watch a show which is interesting to me and this looks interesting it does I mean it's in the name Visions yeah. you know like it's not supposed to be a you know uh, perfectly chronological yeah. uh, you know fits into this part it's of the an chronology show, yeah. uh, uh, Star Wars movie it's like you know even with the anthology films like they they are set somewhere in the chronology but with this show it is quite literally the visions of these amazing animators who have had who have not had the uh this massive lens in which to tell their stories exactly Uh, yeah we've never on on, on, can i tell you the truth honestly the fact that it's not canon is uh you know it's not strictly canon yeah it hasn't been like a confirmed thing yes these are not canon uh but it kind of excites me and it sort of takes a kind of Pressure off, in yeah, rig- yeah, really. because you're not having to think about, oh, when is this taking place, or what can this mean for the bigger universe. Mm. It's just a show made by amazing animators telling amazing original yeah. stories uh, that I'm really, really excited for. So I'd
1: say the one caveat that, like, not, not like, I, I, don't even think this is the point that generally people who are annoyed about are making, but the yeah. one caveat I would have is when things are canon it does tend to lead for characters introduced in stories or story beats that were picked up in a story to be continued. So like Rebels, which is canon, had characters and stories which have been picked up later on and continued and we got to see those stories continue. When it isn't canon... That's much less likely to happen. So that's the only thing I would say, where it's like, that's I would I would prefer canon in those cases. But for I think the rest of the show and the reasons why I gave earlier means
0: that I don't think yeah. it's a problem for this at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So guys, that is uh, all our thoughts, our very early thoughts on Star Wars Visions. Yeah. We're really really pumped. Uh, we loved what we saw, and we hope to see more very soon. Definitely. Uh, we'll quite literally be seeing more soon yeah, because it's soon, o- yeah. because it's only like two months away. Not even.
1: We'll sure be sure to uh, keep you posted if we hear anything more, and then. Give Give our thoughts when, when it comes
0: out absolutely uh, okay so now we get into our second topic of the day uh, yep. all based around something that's a little bit more canon yeah. uh, that being Star Wars the Bad batch <laughs> only a little bit more <laughs> yeah only a little bit more uh, so we have two episodes to cover in last episode in uh, last episode we covered uh, basically the first half of the season yes and in this episode we'll be covering 10 and 11 this week mm-hmm. and uh, then continue to continue on in the in the future yep. so let's start with episode 10 common ground yes. from last week and uh, uh, so, this episode took us back to Raxis. I
1: think that the, the first thing to talk about is the opening itself was probably my favorite, like, pre, like, Bad Batch, like, opening or whatever. Like, yeah. this, like, uh, part here where, like, it's an opening with, uh, the uh, Raxus uh, during, on its clone occupation. We get to see... Yes, because Raxus
0: was, was the uh, planet that Padme and Ahsoka travelled to yes. when they first met Mina and Lux Bonteri exactly. in Season 3 of Clone Wars. I think so it... it's good to come back here. Yeah, it's a very lush, very beautiful planet. So... It kind
1: of acted as the capital of the Confederacy. It did. I don't know, like, militarily, but certainly democratically. I it's where the, like... separatist, senate yeah, it was was the separatist Senate was held. Yeah, the Separatist Senate was, And so, like, this is, like, the like the head of the, the Separatist thing. So getting to see it's it... The Separatist version of Coruscant. Yeah, getting, yeah. Getting pretty much. Getting to see it, like, under a clone or empire occupation, empire occupation is yeah. really interesting because it's like yeah, we get to see what it's like. For, for these people who were against the Republicans, like, oh, no, we're, we're here to serve you now. You're determined to fight you. Like, you will be welcomed into the Empire. And if anyone... Like, not only do like, people who were, like, in the Republic not like the Empire, if anyone doesn't want to be in the Empire, it's separatists. Exactly. So yeah. that's really interesting.
0: Because, uh, yeah, it's very easy to think about uh, the fact that... Okay, so since the Empire rose by basically taking the place of the Republic, mm. it's very easy to take this you know, standard viewpoint where, okay, so the separatists would basically agree with that. Yeah. But that's, you know, quite not not yeah. true at all. Because the Republic and the, se- and the separatists were both, uh, you know, basically... Um, Taken in by uh, yeah, yeah. the Empire And they just discarded the remnants And that's what we see uh, yeah. in this episode This separatist senator Who I've already forgotten the name of unfortunately uh, uh, This guy with the cool hat
1: that guy is, He's got like the most pompous looking outfit I know, like the guy the with
0: the hat and the, uh, the, yeah. the the monocle it's The, mon- not, the, the oh, Monopoly gosh. guy monocle He yes. kind of reminded me of the Monopoly guy I've got to say <laughs> Monopoly guy
1: does not have a monocle
0: Oh yeah, he doesn't too, does he? I thought he did uh, <laughs> He got Mandela affected all right, uh, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so basically all we see is this guy basically speaking yeah. out against the Empire to not listen to yeah. them, and then he's taken away. Exactly
1: uh, that.
0: And that's how the episode starts. I was
1: gonna, and like with that, when the ATTEs come in and start dispersing the crowd. That's like, what I'm loving also.
0: Really I, you, They're really realistically showing that they're not just going to scrap all of the... No. Um, you, you know all of the outfits of the exactly. republic and uh that, to begin with again, yeah they'll slowly get phased out and obviously they're devoid of color now exactly. there's no yeah. red on it it's just completely gray they,
1: they, they exactly they like they made them all pure like white or gray on like oh, each of them whenever they did the soldiers i again i really agree with that because like as depending on when the stories have been set in those 19 per- years period before a new hope yeah. there've been varying degrees of how much of the empire was 100% the empire as we knew it so like I think um Starter Stories were introduced about halfway through. TIE Fighters were relatively early, um, So Venators were replaced by Star Stories early. Uh AT um, STs I think were added really late because there was like other ones along the way. Like so all and like Stormtroopers were relatively early as well. So it's like all these stories of like how it was like replacing what was the Republic into the Empire. And because this is set immediately after the Empire's form, yeah we still see mostly Republic era like clones and ATTs and V Wings and, and Venators flying around, which is I think it's cool that we still get those elements in that film in in this episode before we like yeah, before in the next couple of years it transitions to the Empire.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we go back to the Bad Batch yeah. on uh, I believe Ord Mantell, which is where they are. Uh, yeah. They with are um, them, yeah. with Sid the mm. Um By the way, I didn't actually realise until uh, last week when I watched it that she is voiced by. Um, uh, uh, Ree Perlman, uh, the actress who played the mum in Matilda. <laughs> oh, uh, that's yeah, cool, yeah, exactly. I just it's so deep because I used to watch that movie all the time. But anyway, uh, okay. so yeah, we go back to this, and they're essentially assigned to bring this separatist uh, back and basically mm-hmm. save him. Essentially, yeah. And I would liked to see how they were initially apprehensive because they knew he was a separatist. I
1: think yeah, yeah. I think they like they were generally like mm, is this is a good idea. I don't know if it's good. Yeah, Hunter was like we've got to do it for money or whatever yeah. um, on that idea because they're in a debt or whatever but Echo was the by one out of all of them who was by far the most against it because he's I think out of the most of them seen the most combat against the separatists or like yeah. the, the, he's been I think he's the earliest. Is he the earliest clone out of them? Well, he, I yeah, I'd I say so because so, he was and he was he was around season one. Exactly. Clone was he, he was, was captured um, by the separatists. Yes, he so was he
0: was uh, imprisoned yeah. by the Techno Union, a subsidiary of the separatists. So, yes. uh, you know, he he would clearly not have a kind relationship exactly. with them.
1: And so I, I really liked how anti, like, he was against it because he's the one who's, like, the most invested in like, hating the Separatists because, like, I mean, that's what the clones were taught. Like, yeah, there were, like, political disagreements about why the Separatists left or whether they were, like, just completely misled by Dooku or whether they themselves were evil in different ways. But, like... As the clones know them, the separatists are just the evil villains. Like they've just told you that you are born to fight these separatists, and so exactly now that the empire is gone and they don't know their purpose, the like the the small remaining purpose that they do have is probably like in their minds, separatists are still evil. Yeah, like that's it's the only them. it's the only yeah.
0: it's the only constant they've ever exactly. known, <laughs> and <laughs> in this changing world that they're that they're mm. that they're caught up in it would almost sort of make sense for them to just keep thinking of the separatists as the bad guys because it sort of gives them a bit of normalcy Uh, but no what they need to realise is that they are on as the as the episode title would say, yeah. common ground exactly. against the Empire. So they're asked to. So they are tasked with yeah, bringing the this guy back. Are over.
1: The Clone Wars are over at this point, and if anything, the Separatists have as much against the Empire as the bad Bats do. Because I like that idea that like the Separatists. Let's clearly... sort of go
0: into that in Rebels, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: well, yeah. There's a lot. Li- yeah, there's a little bit in that in Rebels, exactly, which is the idea that like the Separatists. I like the idea of like possibly like leaning what was like parts of the Separatists into. Um, the rebellion because like the separatists have kind of two parts as we see them one in like the prequel movies and one in like clone wars where like Clearly the high command of the Separatists is like either Dooku, who's a Sith Lord, who's very clearly evil and using the Separatists for his own gain, yep. or you've got like the banking clan, Techno Union, Trade Federation, who are like big conglomerate companies. Yeah, who are like kind of doing it for money or power or whatever. Yeah. But like that's just not what the Separatists wholly are. The Separatists are a lot of planets that don't like the Republic, think it was corrupt, and elected to leave of their own volition. And they weren't even wrong. Exactly. And so the Republic <laughs> declared war on them. Because they're not allowed to leave the Republic. That's what happened. Yeah. (laughs) So it's... It's interesting that we like we don't get to see that that side of the Separatist yeah, side of the Separatists enough. Although if I was in the Republic now, um it's gonna be starting to sound like a separatist, so that's probably <laughs> that's
0: probably that's probably true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, can I also say that probably my favourite part of the episode uh, was Omega. Oh because so she good. was so good in this episode because she was she's playing hilarious in every episode though, yeah. She is. Uh, it's not just her accent, but she's also very funny. Yeah. Uh it's um yeah so they was she was playing holo chess mm. throughout the entire episode first with Sid and then against a bunch of other people in this bar yeah uh, which was very fun to look at and I love how much we're getting of her character and how she's slowly developing into this uh you know she's she's developing her personality and that there's that moment where uh she's like want to bet with Sid or something yeah, like that yeah. so she's really getting some. Um, some some cheekiness to her, I'd say. I,
1: I think yeah, she definitely got a great personality. One thing about Hollow Chess, which I do find interesting, because it's kind of always been vague of like the rules. Like there
0: are how you actually play. There are yeah.
1: unofficial rules, like online or like that people have made. I don't know. It's if there not are... like
0: Sabak where you can yeah, actually play Sabak in real th- life. I think there are official rules for that. There are. Um, there are.
1: Yeah, and to so the being like, but like theoretically it's supposed to be like chess or like equivalent of that of like a tactical game. Yeah. But to the point, I love the one bit where like Sid makes a move and they're like, ooh, it's bad, you shouldn't have done that, and then it's like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do next? And Omega's next move wins the game. If if Sid <laughs> has one move away from checkmate, yeah. Sid has already won so much so long ago. Either that, or they are both so bad at the game that they cannot see
0: a checkmate one move away. I love how <laughs> I, I love how specific you were about that because I didn't catch that at all.
1: And yeah, well, I mean, like I like I have a passing interest in chess, and like yeah. Oh, if, I love chess. Yeah, if you see one like one or two moves away from check, it's just so that was. You hilarious. know,
0: you're aware. You like I've played a lot of chess in my yeah. time too. You you know if you're a move away from checkmate.
1: Exactly, and so. Yeah, and so that was kind of funny. So either clearly Omega was like, "Yeah, I mean she could be good," or just be semi decent at the game. Whereas Sid and this Ithorian and um, uh, and uh, are just terrible at this game and no idea none of them how it works.
0: Can I also say that uh, I love this? Is just a tiny detail, but this Mm. Ithorian, he's wearing like this very like. Oh, yeah, the blue jumpsuit. This yeah. one-piece blue jumpsuit. Yeah, do you know what that is? Yes, it's yeah. the original look for the original Ithorian action it figure is, from yeah. from Kenner. It is. Uh, yeah, which was it a number of which times. Is really cool. He was in season 7 of Clone Wars in the in like the Next sell Over from mm. the Matez Sisters with the when they were on um uh uh oh god, yeah. the the uh the, the
1: min- uh Spiceman's Castle. No, 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 no! It's no, well, the, um,
0: where the pikes live, Obadiah. Obadiah. That's Obadiah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah, they do that a lot because, um, again, I think he's shown it that shown it before. I don't know if it's the exact same Athorian or if it's just. I think it's just an authorian uniform, which is cool. But they've done it with the. Uh, no, I like to think it's the same person. <laughs> they've done it with uh, War of Space, the walrus face, the Aqualish as well, who was uh, Pondababa in the original show, but the yep. original Kenneth figure was called Walrus Space and he had like a really green. Walrus face. He had a really like orange and green outfit or whatever. Yeah, and that. Outfit has been used on the Quilish in Rebels, which I did notice as well. So I it's say, fun when they have those little cameos in. And think Greedo was another one who's like bright green or whatever. I don't know if they've had a Rodian with the outfit. It's kind of that one looks real goofy. So. It did, it
0: did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, we get into the the real crux of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, they the Bad Batch meets up with this protocol droid, yep. who was pretty funny actually. I liked yes, I liked this. I mean, it's a you know a female program protocol droid, mm-hmm. uh, and she was. Pretty funny, because she actually, uh, what I realized is that, you know, she's a droid, but she actually had some really, uh, you know realistic, like, speech to her, you yeah. know, if, if that makes any sense. I mean, C-3PO has that too, but mm. it was very much like she was actually, like, a, you know... That's the
1: thing, they're protocol droids. They're, sp- they're specifically made for, like, etiquette and communication. Yeah. They just happen to be used for all sorts of things because very rarely do you need etiquette and communication from a droid Yeah, unless so they're are a senator. Dro- so they are so droids. A senator, yeah, a senator probably needs it more, so it makes sense but that, like, yeah. that sort of, like, phrase and the way... But the way speaks, they speak, yeah. exactly.
0: The way she, like, sort of just phrased herself is mm. very human-like. So, mm. I mean, that's what a protocol... should protocol droid should be obviously exactly. and then and they had some fun bits with that yeah. it did and then it basically leads to this massive set piece in, in the one one was oh, oh, i
1: did have one point in about the city the of practice. yeah um with, it's like so throughout the show it's been clear that they've tended to use like the stun feature on guns so much like they'd like they did shoot with like the blue rings yes which is like interesting like i get it that's true it's like a kid's show and like they don't want it just to just be killing everyone it makes sense, and like especially when they're using it against like clones, like then like they don't want to just kill everyone. It's so funny, but there was a point where like they go into like the the room where they rescue the dude, and they like stun everyone, and you're like I I don't know the rules of how the stun works, but I assume you're out for a couple of hours or something like that. Yeah, and so that they, they work them out. So clearly it's like. Practically, it's the same equivalent of just shooting them and they die and and they can't stop him. But, like, they rescue the senator and they get out. But the people who are stunned wake up, like, five minutes later and then immediately <laughs> head after them. Like, this is not a good way of being a mercenary. If you stun someone, they're out for, like, a minute or two and then they're back following you or just set the alarm. Well, what
0: I don't really understand about that is because in the episodes where Rex was involved, in yeah. basically most of the episodes, in that episode where Crosshair is yeah, after yeah. them, that was episode eight, I mm. believe, uh they're shooting them to kill them yeah. and most and mostly they do it's, but but like at the start of the show they're stunning them and then like in the middle couple of episodes and basically the episodes that we've been getting over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. they've been shooting them dead yeah, and now they're back to stunning it's which it's is bit, odd
1: i feel like disney kind of has a as like a thing where they allow the main characters to kill if they can make the vil- like the people they're fighting seem evil enough so if they're just like random people standing around they all, they'd be like oh it'd be too immoral for the heroes they have to stun them whatever But, like, if they're in, like, self-defense, then they're allowed to shoot. It's, like, the same problem I had
0: with... Actually, I probably shouldn't go into Black Widow spoilers yet. We'll talk about that later. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we just saw Black Widow a couple days ago, guys. Great movie. You should see it. Uh, Um, But,
1: like, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, the Bad Batch are clearly mercenaries and soldiers. Yeah, they're good people, so they're not going to just shoot random people. But if they're going up against the Empire... I, I don't know how much how much like pity, especially to the point where it's like affecting their mission, to so they're gonna just like stun everyone or like only ever fight st- I don't know. It's- yeah,
0: well, the, the bad batch has never really been one for regs anyway. Even it's, in Secret C- yeah. Cl- Clone War Season Seven, so I d- I, out of all the clones in exactly. the clone if army if anyone who I don't think it would matter too much it it's, would the, be the, bad, it's yeah. the bad batch yeah exactly it's
1: uh, also the thing that like rebels did this as well where they like well kind of they didn't stun a lot but they would always shoot like at the feet of clones or, or stormtroopers would yeah. never die in rebels they would just always be like Ugh, I've gone goofy and like fallen over <laughs> Um, but Clone Wars didn't do this Clone Wars would have like people be oh, shot clone Wars, or stabbed Clone I mean, Wars
0: had ruthless I mean, ruthless murder yeah. <laughs> mind
1: you most of the time they were shooting droids but that didn't mean that there weren't some of the time they were just like straight up shooting people through the heart, like, yeah, what's that called? They shoot Krell right through the heart, like, I don't know.
0: You know how, you remember uh, Captain Argaeus' death back in season one? Yeah. When, like, uh, he's just, he's just on, Mm. in the seat, and Asajjavet just stabs him through the heart from the back of the seat, like, it's just, that that was season one. Yeah, I was, like, nine years old when I saw that. I was Mm. just like, Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean there's no
1: death in the show, but it's just kind of weird, like, I get that it's, like, it's it's a show for everyone, so they're not going to make it super dark, but to the point where it's, like, it's kind of taking me out of the thing like that, like, okay, they're just, like, kind of stunning everyone, and, like... Uh, especially how everything... Like, if a gun is ju- just as powerful, and, like, it's stun mode is like, it's a regular blaster mode... Uh- it's just kind of like a weird, like little detail that's like always taking me out of the shots. But like the episode itself, I think was really good. But
0: uh, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, tangent, massive tangent. So anyway, in this massive set piece that we have, we have uh, basically ATTE versus ATTE. Uh, I loved how in the trailers when we saw these shots, we originally thought that it was taking place in uh, ISIS on Onderon. Yeah, uh, we did. Which isn't the case. It's on Raxus. I mean, it
1: looks kind of similar in its city design, but yeah, it does. But
0: it, no, I thought this was a really great, uh, you know. It, it was. I for, liked this callback. Going ba- back to This ba- was really fun. It was. For basically this, you know, what serves as the main action set piece for a 20-minute episode, mm. uh, it was good. I liked it.
1: Although we did actually go back to Onderon for one of the parts of the show when we met Saw so We great. did, very early so on. it's not even like we didn't get Onderon. It's just not the part that we thought was with Onderon, but it was good. I, I also liked how, um, I mean, I guess this is kind of later on in the episode, and we can go back and talk about other parts if you want, but specifically the part where the senator was like, once they'd made it out of the city... Um, and, like, getting to their, their ship, and he's kind of, like, talking about the idea of, what am I doing? Should I leave my people? Yeah. This idea of how use, how important is a senator to, like, that, how much can they help their people if they're just in prison? Like, or are they going to be more helpful outside of captivity, like, working behind the scenes to try and stop the Empire.
0: It kind of reminded me of uh, Water War with mm. uh, Lee Char. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about that.
1: Like, Alright, yes. Yeah, Water War, Lee Char. When he
0: essentially said, oh, you know, we lost and something like that. But yeah. you, but uh, I think it's Akbar no, who, li- yeah, who tells him, him that, you know, you, you've you learnt the most uh, important lesson as a leader to, yeah. you know, learn to live to fight another day. Yes, some people will be locked up. You're not going to be a- yeah. able to help them then in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the waiting game might be, yeah. you know... Uh, it'll it'll be more beneficial for them in the long run it
1: goes into the approach of like what is the best way to like fight against the empire because originally he was going to be like, oh, what am I now? Am I just a puppet for the Empire and was going to work with them? But he's like, no, I, I'll speak out against them. And he went to prison for that and eventually escaped. And it's like the opposite of someone like Bail Organa and a little less extent Mon Mothma, but certainly Bail Organa worked within the Empire and still was a senator for uh, for Alderaan and like working with them, pretended to be loyal, but behind the scenes was clearly working for the Republic and setting early things up. And so it's like, yeah, it's, I like that idea of like at this point, the Rebellion is nowhere near any form of power. It's like scattered people People here and there Not even like really Any cells at this point No so there's You can't no, even call Them cells yeah, anymore So there's no Formal, yes, formal I mean. way to like Fight the, uh, the, the Empire by like Defecting to the Rebellion or whatever And so like yeah It's like the idea of How can you actually Help How can the senator Who is loyal to the People help them so uh, I did like that element. That was fun.
0: I uh, did. Uh, so when the episode is essentially done, they sort of learned the lesson that was, that they needed to uh, learn at the end of this episode, which is essentially, uh, it doesn't matter that these are separatists and mm. it doesn't matter that they may have fought for the Republic because they are all enemies of the empire now, yeah. which is, I thought a really interesting thing to go into because it's something that hadn't yet been explored very much mm. in depth. I like that. Uh, but it is something that's very, uh, it did remind me of that episode, like I said, in Rebels where, mm. uh, you know, the, you know, Kanan and Rex with uh, uh, Kalani and the battle droids and stuff—they all yep. fight against the stormtroopers yeah, and that at that comes after episodes. them. Exactly, yeah. It might be my favorite episode of Rebels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it reminded me of that. But anyway, going back to uh, Ord Mantell, they come back and you know Omega has repaid their debt, which is an interesting thing. And essentially, she <laughs> just won that through gambling. <laughs> that's good. I know. And she essentially just pays back uh, the entirety of what they owe to mm. uh, to Sid. So you we know. Suffer. <laughs> Hunter and Omega get it, can get all the mantel mix they want I suppose yeah
1: they can that's, that's how it works yeah so it's good I, I did this was a fun episode it was like kind of a, a, an interesting idea of like continuing the idea of exploring the new early days of the Empire which is what we love seeing in the show it also had fun parts with the Bad Batch and their dynamic and Omega's yep. fun bits and it was just overall a good complete package so I think this was like a real like a real standard episode like plot wise it didn't really stand out too much but like in yeah. terms of like how it is and this what the show basically is and is encapsulated yeah based this is a good episode
0: based on all the episodes that we're getting it's becoming clear that this is another episodic, episodic yeah. format for a Star Wars show and you part, know what yeah and you know what I love it I don't mind yeah. like you, you know, it might not be for everybody it, but that is what Star Wars is it's what Star Wars was always uh, has yeah. always been so it, I just say own it it's not a thing that I get mad about the show for so mm-hmm. I just say run with it because it's working it's working for me
1: exactly it took a little bit of time I think to get used to the team and the Bad Batch and be like, wait, was this is just gonna be in every episode, just, like, these random characters, like, they're just some random people, but, like, at this point now, I'm, st- like, the Bad Batch is, like, some of the best parts of, at this point now, the Bad Batch is, like, some of the best parts of their episode, like, their fun dynamics, and, like, how each of them, they relate. like, like Different parts with Omega um, and their f- like different friendships with Omega and like and the different adventures they go on like those are some of the best parts of the show and so yeah. I am definitely on board for that part now yeah. and I- I'm glad that when we do every so often get an episode which does continue the plot about Omega or anything like that
0: yeah so well let's then get into an episode that doesn't feature any of that at all <laughs> yeah
1: that's...
0: episode eleven which is the one that we got a couple of days ago so episode ten that we got of the Bad Batch Devil's Deal sorry not episode ten episode eleven, episode 11. Uh yes. Ryloth.
1: This was an interesting episode because the opening, like showing of like, Ryloth, like with the uh, like Champs and Dola and them, I thought was very similar to the last one. It's so, like okay, we've got another like cold opening here. Setting up, setting it was the, again the cold open was yeah. like
0: a, a very a slow s- a slow pan in on a massive city and a yeah. giant crowd of people listening to their essential like you know the their Saturday. their governing party. Yeah. Uh, but as but I- the very first shot that fades through the clouds mm. is that bridge, mm. and I'm like, oh shit, that's where Mace Windu in season yeah. one did that awesome like thing where he. So does yeah. There's that really intimidating Samuel L. Jackson stare to the battle, st- mm. battle droid for no apparent reason. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, that was a... So I when just. when you first
1: worked out it was Ryloth? Yes, it was. I saw the uh, like the style of like desert and then a single Twi'lek. I'm like, oh, we're in Ryloth. Yes. That was fun. Um, yes, and so that was good. And I thought, okay, so we're going to get cold opening, then we're going to get the Bad Batch, and they're going to come to Ryloth for some reason. Yep. And then it just kept going and kept going. I'm like... This intro is really long, and yeah. basically the whole episode is set on Rylof about the Bad these Batch. Characters. The
0: Bad Batch is in this episode for like two minutes. They're,
1: yeah, they have like a cameo in this episode. I mean, when they show up, a like, cameo, oh, yeah. a cameo in their
0: own show. Yeah, <laughs> and th-
1: and so in this sense, it kind of felt like a Clone Wars episode, and where it was its own really story that was just like only like a little bit attached to them, but because it's like named after them, it's their own thing. They're like, oh, they had to be in there somewhere, which is funny, but. Yeah, so in terms of that thing, I really liked how it was able to tell the story set on Ryloth about yeah. the Sandulas. But was what, really cool.
0: yeah, exactly. But what I realise is, like, even in the description of the episode on Disney Plus, it says that as the seeds of rebellion form on an on on an outer rim world, the the Empire schemes to squash it. So mm. I guess that what they were trying to do in this episode was really show the very very. Very early days yeah. of uh, re- of people rebelling against the yeah, Empire. Well,
1: well, Champs and Doola is pretty much one of the first, if not the first, like, maybe him or... Or, or Saw Gerrera are like the first parts of Rebel Cells like with yeah. the free Ryloth movement and the Onderon Rebels are like the two first Rebel Cells that like eventually lead into the Rebel Alliance so like their early day
0: yeah um, Uh so yeah and we got to see a bunch of familiar faces we got to see Champ Syndulla we got yeah. to see Gobi who's been in a lot of the Ryloth yeah. episodes of of, uh, of Clone Wars and, and Rebels yeah, Rebel and then we got to see Hera's mother yeah right and, and I Hera. I was not expecting that at all and then I was like if we're going to see Hera's mother are we going to see Hera mm. are we going to see Hera and we did we saw it We're so we're seeing a young Hera, yep. we've seen a young Caden, we've seen a young Hera. <laughs> what uh, was worse? What was I think
1: Hera was better than the Caden. Well, that's the thing. Yeah.
0: I don't see why they didn't do this for Caden because Hera in this episode is voiced by Vanessa Marshall, but you can tell that her voice has been altered. She,
1: yeah, they. Uh, I do think she's a better voice actress than he is. Freddie, <laughs> Prince, Prince yeah, children. I would agree. I think he's a, like actor who's done voice which, Like she's a vo- like well, because you know, look, well, let's
0: just say it how it is. Because Vanessa Marshall is, you know, she's a woman right yeah, yeah. it's so you, easy she can do a higher voiceover exactly she easier. can do a higher voiceover but like you can so use
1: AI to, I don't know I don't know <laughs> Does doesn't
0: matter but you know what as soon as Hera sh- uh, when I realised Hera was going to show up I realised oh shit are we going to get like a, a backdoor introduction to like Chopper finding Chopper oh
1: yeah but then he's just like, but
0: he was already there
1: that's
0: right so, da- so Chopper is in this episode I think it makes sense cause I think- hopefully voiced by Dave Filoni again <laughs> I
1: think so I, th- I mean, it makes sense that job was already at this point, because he was like a, a Y-Wing pilot from a Y-Wing ship yes. during the Clone Wars. So that makes sense that he was... Uh, uh, a- but anyway, let's get back
0: to that cold open for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I am finding it really interesting about, uh, you know, Chum Syndulla is essentially... Uh, you know, he's not for the Empire, yeah. but he really uh, sort of, you know, takes the reins into, in, in terms of uh, calming the people down when they start to revolt. Because mm. we see that Orn Tar is basically on the side of the Empire. He's basically, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's on their side. He's
1: loyal to pretty much whoever, like, uh, gives him power. And so he was, like, one of Palpatine's... Gives him food. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he's one of Palpatine's most, like, loyal followers. Well, yeah. loyal to the idea of Palpatine giving him power, not necessarily to Palpatine himself. Yeah. Um, which So that's... It makes sense he's fully on the board of the Empire. I did like that idea of Cham, because similar to the, uh, like, a little bit with the Separatist one, this game, like, got got me to think about an idea, and, like, a, a, and like I really like that idea of, like, Cham, who is one of the most, like, if probably second to Saw Guerrero, like, like ferocious, like freedom fighters, and goes like anyway, and and if, as far as he can to save his people from oppression, like yeah, he, like that. He's he, one
0: of about. He's been. He's quickly it? become one of my favorite, uh, mm. you know, Star Wars animation characters. Yeah, that's what he's known for. I would right? love to see him in live action one day.
1: Exactly, and so that's like that. That's what he's known for. This is like what he's he's been associated with. And so seeing him at uh, at first kind of work with the Empire was unexpected, but I think it totally works because he has been fighting the Clone Wars like pretty much non-stop as a general for the past couple of years and seen the like the chaos and destruction it's brought to his people and his homeworld and so yes even if it's not the like the most what he was looking for 100% he's ready for peace and wants to like move on to a more peaceful time and the line which was really interesting from gobi it's like yeah the empire is is here to produce peace but what if it's not the peace that we want or something like that that was a really
0: interesting line that was, that was like, a well written like, yeah, line
1: Yes, there is just because just because there's a lack of fighting or lack of combat doesn't mean that like everything is is better now. Like they are, are possibly, arguably, in a, I mean, definitely, when you find out they enslaved the um Twi'leks in a worse position off than when they were fighting with the Separatists. So yeah, and so I think it's taken like and and we're seeing the progression of of like Cham come to that decision of not first not wanting to be confrontational, not wanting to fight, wanting to keep this um, tenuous peace while he can, and then when they bring his daughter into it, like, he eventually has to go and, like seeing him eventually turn again to the Empire that was really interesting yeah so I did like well that. I mean
0: let's get yeah let's get back into Hera because she's mm. basically the crux of the she's episode she's
1: pretty much the main character of yeah. episode yeah
0: uh, and I love I really really love how they are really they're making her love for flying well known yeah that was but, that was good. but uh, basically every time she opened her mouth and says something about flying it reminded me of when she was having that discussion with the Mon Calamari from Rebels who yes, develops quarry. the B-Wing quarry that, thank you I blanked on his name yeah uh, I mean, that was a good episode yeah because there's that moment in that episode so where she sort of like goes on a massive monologue about why she loves flying mm-hmm. and every time she did like you know she did that waving thing with her hand it's just yep. so beautiful Vanessa Marshall plays Hera so damn yeah, well Hera's one of
1: the best characters and so yeah and my favourite
0: character from Rebels exactly and yeah. so yeah
1: seeing the backstory it's like yeah interesting I thought okay so we're gonna get a Hera character, here but she's a main character and at first I'm like oh this is strange but I think it worked I think that definitely that was one of the more interesting parts like seeing her no, I was kind of to- I was totally on. down for how that this episode worked. was structured. Yeah, so that was cool, and like seeing her first kind of work with her uncle Gobi to like kind of spy on the Empire a bit, then go on a supply mission. Like
0: to an ex- it was well. Yeah, of, like, let's talk about the supply mission. You it know, was they kind go, of like a little
1: bit like uh, he was manipulating her into like helping him out. He was, was but we
0: also did an episode, so <laughs> yeah.
1: I I don't know, like I don't know, like Gobi's kind of. I get that, like he's like fighting for like the against the empire. He doesn't like that, and like I understand that. I probably like agree with the ideals, but some of the ways he's like, I, I don't know if he wanted Hera there just because he's like f- like friendly to her as his uncle, or because it would be easier for him, and so like or something's better for him in some way if Hera comes along. I don't know. That was yeah. kind of like a little bit like got didn't get the best vibes from him. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about the spy one.
0: Yeah, so they go to this mood and i must say let's just get back to the animation oh, this, for a minute this is a beautiful episode because not only is there that awesome shot where their ship lands mm. uh where the entire weather with like the massive hemisphere of ryloth is behind them yep. it looks yep. gorgeous but there is a moment where it's taking off yeah. there is a moment where it goes through the clouds mm. like i could i can so vividly remember the shot because of how beautiful it was mm. it was some of the best animation i've ever seen in my life it is so this this show is so gorgeous. I love how far it's come. Yeah,
1: Ryloth is also one of the prettiest planets, and like it's it one is. of my favorite planets. There, so there's a shot where they there's a, a shot where they the go world.
0: over the desert, mm. and there's like this massive, uh, rocky mass that they fly past. Mm. It's so detailed. It looks it looks so real. Yeah. Like honestly, uh, but uh, anyway, so they land on this moon, and yeah, they meet up with the stars of the show. Bad Batch, yeah, the Bad Batch. Yeah, uh, the uh, so they get off, and they sort of give them the. Um, their their weapons and their supplies Uh, and then we get a really nice moment between Hera and Omega where she sort of shows them around the ship and she's like oh you get to live on a starship I I I, I wish I got to do that that's sort of like a winky wink thing to the ghost later exactly
1: and she doesn't like, and they're like they don't allow her to fly it, or she needs to learn the manual for. Like they mentioned that tech tech, yeah. tech doesn't allow her to fly it; she needs to learn the manual first. Like I like that off they, by heart. I, yeah. Exactly, I like that she has like all these these dynamics with each of them, and like how uh, tech is very methodical and, and like is like well, if you want to fly, you have to learn everything meticulously first, which is the way he would do things. Whereas Hunter would probably like kind of be like, oh, I don't know if you should fly; it's kind of dangerous. And yeah. Rec would be like, here, take the wheel. Let's do it. <laughs> um, it's fun. And so. Echo and
0: Echo would be like, just. Yeah. Go to your room. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Echo is probably, out of the three of them, the one who's least had the interactions with Omega. He's kind of always just been, like, with like talking with Hunter about Omega. They haven't really had too many interactions. So I would like to see that more, but, yeah, yeah That's beside the point. Uh,
0: so, and other than that, so they get the weapons yeah. or whatever, and then they go back to uh, their planet, and this mm. massive, uh, uh, again, the action set piece of this 20-minute episode uh, ensues. Mm. And it's a good... Fight scene? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, and basically, it ends with uh, Orn Free Tar dying.
1: Yeah, well, because they, they, they capture Hera, and then they bring... They're going to try her, and then Cham rescues. Um, one thing I did like about... We'll get to the Orn Free Tar bit. We yeah. did have a clone in this episode. And this is the first clone... Yes. ...that isn't Rex or the Bad Batch, who has kept his colour... Kept, like, take his helmet off and really kept his personality.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. For a sec, I thought, has this guy been affected by Order 66? Yeah. I think... Because it didn't look like he had.
1: So I think one of two things. Either Rex did say some clones were more affected by the chips than others. Yeah. So potentially it just didn't affect him as much. Like, it still might have affected him because he's still loyal to the Empire, but maybe not as much because he was still also kind of hesitant towards attacking Cham, even in self-defense. And he was, like, kind of bending the rules for Hera or maybe he's taken his chip out but is still working with the Empire like kind of like behind the scenes or trying to like help people out behind the scenes and I think he may end up like teaming up with if we get to see him
0: later on the show maybe teaming up with Rex on the back he He's really cool looking he
1: was cool that,
0: Do you I, remember, uh, I, I've forgotten his name already which is unfortunate but uh, I really liked his I really liked his his outfit yeah, when his when we first hair saw him, I thought, there's like this cool first there's like no, this cool scar color. on his cheek it was kind of cool. Yeah.
1: So that, that clone was really cool. I did like that. And so he was friends with Cham, which was cool. And like, I liked the idea that the clone saw Cham as a general. Because, like, like, the Empire... Like, Ornfrey Tala thinks Cham is an opposition to him. The Empire's... Yeah. Like, see Cham as a potential risk. But the clones see Cham as, as a war hero. Like the way they saw the Jedi before they were told to kill all Jedi. Yeah. As, as like generals, as friends, as war heroes. They were friends with them. And so like that's why they see Cham like that, which is really interesting. So to see Cham go up against them because they're like are threatening his family and his people, that was really, uh, really hard. And, but yes, so we go, should we talk about Allfree Tar?
0: Yes. Uh, shot Dead by Crosshair. Yes, ca- what? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Crosshair's <laughs> in this.
1: Um, Yes, so pretty much. The idea being that Cham takes them hostage and he decides, I'm not going to kill Orn he'll get his vengeance later or whatever, or get his justice at some point. Yeah. And uh, it was all a trap. He's like, okay, Corsair, kill him. And shoots him in the head and basically the idea being that they are going to blame Cham for killing Orn in order to create, make him a, like a, uh, a criminal so they can take him out of the picture
0: before he yeah. doesn't cause any trouble. But Even when Rampart was sort of just like, you'll be tried for the attempted murder of exactly. Orn But I was just like, Wait, a te- you just killed him? Yes. Like, which leads, that seemed kind of vague.
1: Which leads into the thing of... Onfaita is not supposed to have died at this point. Yeah,
0: that's that's the problem you have this with, Michael, he because is, So there's
1: a book set about Chance and Dula on the Free Ryloff Movement, on Ryloth, Right. about five years after this, in which Onfaita is a character in that book, and it's it's just like... But clearly the episode wanted the idea of him dying because it made sense for the Empire. It's what the Empire would do. The Empire doesn't care about Ornfritar at all. They just want to take out Cham, take out potential risks. So it makes sense for the episode but they can't kill him because he's later in the show. It feels like the episode wanted its cake, had its cake and eat, wanted to eat it as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I said that wrong. But, like, yeah, because they wanted the effect of, like, okay, shoot on Fritat, blame the death on him, but they also know he's later in the show, and they don't want to just like just throw that out all out. The well, that's the, th- that, that's so, the thing, like, do they? Leave it up to the... Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't even know. Maybe they, it was just silly. But I don't think so, because they said... That would be, like, such a major overlap. that I've I've read that book. But I immediately thought of that when I saw this episode. So, clearly, the Lucasfilm's heard of it. Like, they've done... There was a book they wrote. Um, yeah. But... And the fact that they said the attempted murder means they're, like, kind of leaving up for the debate. Like, I went on Wikipedia, and I think the general consensus is being he somehow survived, quotation marks.
0: There was a gunshot wound in his temple. It looked yeah, like he had died.
1: So, it's like... To anyone who's watching The Bad Batch, it's very clear he died there but anyone who's like outside of it you kind of like have to hand wave away oh I, I guess he survived yeah I mean like for yeah, all we for that we, was kind of a there have been a, a number of canon like contradictions well the in show. this show yeah it was this like this by far the one where I'm like this is just lazy did no one pay attention to this
0: so yeah it was like it's, it's with Caden in the first yeah. episode and it's with Orton Free Tart in this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be a problem that they are, you know, again, not really paying attention writing-wise. Like, kind of like making Exegol the home of the Sith in Rise of Skywalker yeah. instead, of, instead of Moraband. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it could be that. Or it's, they're trying to rewrite stuff purposely.
1: I, I, I don't think it's... That. I think it's just that, like, when the... When Canon was, like... Ew, that was fun. When Canon was, like, first done again and, like, they were bringing up... The idea being that, like, everything is going to fit together and they're all going to make sense and everything's going to be continuity. And, like, yeah, that was good from the start. But when the movies started coming out, it's kind of like, okay, there's kind of, a like, a ranking to canon. Like, if, if the movies include something, that's going to be in the books. But if the books include something, yes. it might not be in the movies. But, like, they're never going to openly contradict each other. But it's, like, at the point now where it's, like, they don't even... I don't, I don't even think that, like, if a book was written, like, five years ago and talks about some story, if they want to tell a story that's, like, set during that time or just contradicts it, I think they're just going to do it. And not that there's anything inherently wrong with that, but it just kind of leads into the thing of, yeah, there isn't... The, the, like, extended canon is not like that. It's probably back to what it was with, yeah, the extended universe where there is a hierarchy where films are always canon, TV shows probably are, books less so, and comics, like, even less so, like, eh. yeah. Which is not the worst, but it's like yeah, it, it's when it feels kind of lazy and like poorly researched. Like you didn't like. I understand why they killed Onfrio for the effect, and I think it worked in the context purely of the episode. But if you did a little bit of extra research, you would have realized you can't kill this character. He has stories later than this. So yeah,
0: but it did sort of feel kind of melancholic. Thing. On Freeta guy yeah. because he's because he was a yeah uh, it totally worked. he was he was a big part of uh, some episodes of Clone Wars he's a, he's been a face that's been around for mm. a, a yeah, really he, long time he's a,
1: he's a he's a meme on this channel we love On Freeta yeah not channel what, uh, podcast um, yeah and so it's great but like and, and I think it worked like poetically for his story of him being like loyal like all like. Just kind of like switch, to, to, joining whichever side gives him power because he's just holding on to power he doesn't care all about his people and just wants to hold on to him and then being used by the power in the same way that he uses his people for the sake of the power that he's loyal to like it totally works for his story but it's just kind of like yeah it's just it feels kind of lazy and poorly poorly researched but yeah
0: you know. well as that episode ends it is, it is, correct me if I'm wrong like Hera is kind of like she left escapes. She, yeah. she escapes and it's kind of like left she, on a cliffhanger for she her she to she escape
1: with the Bad Batch or no no, I don't where, think so. Does she escape with.
0: I, so yeah, Hera essentially escapes yeah. as her mum, her dad, and uh, Gobi as well mm. are taken away in those in those imperial gunships. Yeah,
1: clearly this is like setting up. And is left rebels. on a cliff for, for like uh, it's. it's like
0: that. Well, do, do that, you, that's the well, thing. Do you reckon it's going to that the next ooh, episode will be a continuation, a sequel of this, maybe involving the Bad Batch, or will, maybe, that's, or will it be just uh, a sequel to this episode, completely again based around Hera?
1: I could see one of. Yeah, I could I could see it could just be like like that where it's like Hera either shows up again or even like this is like the origin story of Hera and thing. But yeah, I you're right. It may totally be that this is there's a continuation of this of like we see what happens next with Cham because something also has to happen to Hera's mum Like that she's that's not the a, thing. She's <laughs> not around in five years. So I reckon you maybe we'll see the next episode. Um, the Bad Batch. Like Hera calls the Bad Batch for help or something. They and like we see that and then something tragic happens to Hera's mum
0: I guess that's we'll find actually out. what I thought was going to happen in this episode. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh shit, is this episode gonna end with like are we gonna mm. find out how she died? Yeah. Uh maybe that will maybe we'll see that in the next episode. Who knows?
1: Yeah, so but overall, a ver- like probably the most unique out of the uh, The most out there episode different. as far as structure. And aside from that one or like maybe two little bits where I'm like, this is kind of Lazy or poorly done. Overall, I think the episode was great. I mean, I love Ryloth and the Free Ryloth Movement and and Door. Some of my favorite parts of Clone Wars and Rebels, and I've, like I love the book that it's from. And so it's seeing that again and seeing is like that is really cool. I thought that was awesome. And especially early days Empire with Chan, The parts with Cham and like seeing his philosophy in terms of war and peace and and, and like resistance was really interesting. Um, and so overall, I think the episode was great.
0: I, I agree. Again, there are some problems. There were some pacing issues as right. far as uh, the episode and as you know, making it interesting as well. Because, yeah. uh, But for the most part, it was actually very good because, uh, mm. again, we love Ryloth, but we also like to see the dichotomy between Ornfritar and and which has been a thing since the season one of Con Wars, yep. but it was interesting to see how that then uh, transfers when the Empire's in charge yeah, and their differing views. Because they've always had differing views on how Ryloth should be, but it was interesting to see their differing views on how they should approach the... Uh, Imperial rule Essentially And uh, yeah That awesome new clone That we got to see I hope we get to see More of him Uh, Mm. Again Hera Awesome Chopper Great.
1: Yeah, maybe the clone will call the Bad Batch or call Rex or something. Maybe that yeah. would be cool. That'd so, be kind of interesting. There's lots of different directions this can go from here, but uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Another
0: another two another good, episode. good episodes mm. of uh of the Bad Batch. I'm excited to see where it goes next. I,
1: I also I do love how much like this has been like it's a, like, a long show. We're getting lots of episodes and like yeah. of you know, wide ranging between like major story ones or fun side adventures I like I like to think that's we could get another different. season of the Bad Batch yeah, as well yeah so exactly I hope this does continue because I've been really enjoying this week to week it's been it's really good yeah So uh, I
0: look forward to it on Fridays
1: that's our thoughts on uh, on common ground and of uh, Devil's Deal Devil's Deal so... and
0: of Star Wars Visions and yeah, uh, yeah. so that Thanks is our to listen to episode. that's our show guys uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversations I know I did yeah. so very no, it's good fun
1: we pretty much mostly do this for ourselves because we just enjoy talking about Star Wars together which is good fun exactly but,
0: uh, but yeah guys I hope you enjoy uh listening uh we'll be this episode will be going uh live 12 p.m aest uh yeah and Hopefully, yeah, yeah. social media uh, instagram facebook twitter we're all uh yeah, we're yep. there.
1: Sorry again for like some of the spotty uploads and stuff. We've been very busy and stuff. Like, you know, this is something we're passionate about, so like, we're not going anywhere, but uh, sometimes our, the rest of our lives do tend to get in the way.
0: Lord. Yeah, it's so it's, it's not going to be as regular as it was when we first started, no. but uh, we still do love talking about it. Again, Michael sort of hit it on the head. Uh, we love talking about it just because it gives us something to... It, yeah. gives, it gives us an avenue to just vent about something that we absolutely love. So,
1: and the opportunity to hang out with my best friend, so... so Aww, good.
0: <laughs> I paid him to say that. Yes, no. he did. I'm very rich now. Uh, yes, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next time with a review for episode 12 of The Bad Batch, as well as mm. anything else that comes along. Uh, yeah, anything else to say, Michael?
1: No, yeah. thanks, for uh, everyone, for watching. Good... Uh Good one and uh, yeah, have a nice week and uh, stay Star
0: Warsy. Stay Star Warsy, there it is. Yep, thanks a lot for listening guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode and all episodes to come. May the Force be with you. This has been Telling, Telling the Odds. World.